Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hidden Hustle from IrishSportsDaily.com. I am your host, Greg Flamong, and with me, as always, is Jamie Uyama, Jamie University, and we are joined by Drew Mentok of Irish Sports Daily. Um, he is here for his second appearance on the show. He is going to provide us with tremendous offensive expertise. He was at the open practice last Saturday, and he focused on the offense and specifically the wide receivers. And so he's going to add a lot of uh, color to that conversation, and that's going to be the main focus of the show today. So we're going to be talking about offense. We're going to be talking about early enrollees, uh, quarterbacks, uh, offensive line, running backs, all that stuff. So that's um, I wanted to do a deep dive on uh, on the offensive side of the ball because that's the side that struggled. So we're going to get into that. And plus, I think there's a lot more uh, early enrollee kind of hype there with the wide receivers. So that's going to be a fun show. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Um, if this is your first time listening to the show, hit the like, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. And um, before we get going, as always, this show is sponsored by ESQ Clothing and and Ga Wang and his his bamboo shirts. Uh, we we If you haven't seen the intro to the last show, uh, that we did on Tuesday, Jamie and I, we gave a full review. We are wearing our shirts that he sent to us. Most comfortable shirts we've uh, we've ever put on, dress shirts, that is. Uh, oh, no. Felt really good, felt tremendous, and uh, it, we, we give it our highest recommendation. So go check out esqclothing.com. And we are running a um, – uh, uh, Ga Wang and ESQ are running a special for ISD members only. So you go to ISD, go and order on IS, uh, esqclothing.com. Click uh, or you put in the promo code ISD spring and get 23% off from now until the end of spring ball. So that's April 22nd. So from now until April 22nd, ISD spring, 23% off all um, ESQ clothing purchases. Uh, Marcus Freeman, where's the clothes, Jamie? That, that's a, that's the fact that that's he does. Where's the clothes? Um, I, Ian book, when he was on the show, he, he told me that he has a number of, of ESQ shirts that he has. Um, so it's good stuff. It's, it's very good stuff. Um, all right, Pops, listen, we're going to give you one more show to celebrate the Yukon Huskies. All right, congratulations again. Okay, this is the last one. No more. No more, Pops. We're done with the Yukon Huskies. All right, well, congratulations to you. And uh, S. Gomez is here at lunchtime. Listen, Chris Wawarka is here. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, CFP Hertz is here. Afternoon, Jen. See, it's, it's so heartening, Jamie. We changed the time. We go to a different time, and uh, the, the still the regular showing up. Still Love it. Still here. Every you know, everyone want, didn't want to miss Drew uh, coming on the show to talk about uh, the Notre Dame football team. So, all right, guys. So uh, I think pretty famously, and and uh, Drew uh, did some wonderful write ups uh, last week about the open pra- open practice, and pretty famously, the offense was a struggle, right? And so let's dig into why that is, and uh, I want I want to throw some some. Uh, some scenarios out to you guys and throw some uh some i guess topics of discussion right because before we got on the show drew and i were we we were kind of discussing before jamie showed up and and drew got kind of thrown out like uh what's the what is the criteria for deciding on a quarterback right and so drew why don't you um why don't you uh tell the folks what we're discussing and then how, how you feel about that yeah, I kind of brought up, you know, Matt mentioned, and, and I agree with this, that, you know, if you just looked at that one practice we had last Saturday, that you could, you know, come away from that thinking, you know, Buckner is the better quarterback, you know, looking at that isolated. Um, and and that's, you know, nothing against Hartman specifically, given the fact that I think even, you know, Gina Gaduli mentioned how frustrated Hartman was when he first got right. there, not having a quarterback coach, you know, for a month, um, not really knowing what the offense is going to look like. 
Um, so he's obviously behind, but, you know, I'm kind of curious, like, can you accurately evaluate that over 15 practices? And as Matt's also mentioned, like if Buckner feels like he's looked like he's the better quarterback in the majority of those practices, how does that kind of, I don't I'm kind of curious on how the coaching staff is going to navigate that. Assuming, you know, a guy like Hartman feels like he needs to know by the spring um, or by the end of spring. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, these are not all questions I know, but I'm definitely kind of thinking through that. Like, how do you kind of go about that and, and what kind of, yeah, again, the criteria that they need to look at to, to figure that out. Jamie, I, 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 you know, kind of building off of that. So something that I don't think we've discussed very often is how an adjustment it is mentally for Sam Hartman going from an offense like Wake Forest, where basically he was the offense, right? You got to make plays from the pocket. Everything is based on uh, him making the decision on the on the on the mesh read. Yeah. Uh, got to score multi. I mean, you most of the time, the- not yeah. everyone is a, is a, yeah is right. Is but a 30, 30, 30, 40 points a game, right? Like you, yeah. he's got to He's he's got to have that mentality. He's got to be you know aggressive and that sort of thing. And Notre Dame is kind of different, right? It's a different mentality for him. There is Marcus Freeman talks a lot about being careful with the ball and not taking too many chances and, you know, that sort of thing, right? Like they, they focus on offensive line program. Like that's not, that's not Wake Forest, right? There is a mental adjustment for him and there is a comfort, I think, for the coaches to have someone like Tyler Buckner, who was in the offense, he was brought in to run this specific offense. Tyler Buckner has been in the offense, right? Like he kind of understands what they're looking for. And Sam Hartman doesn't, right? Do you think that is a, a bigger factor than we would have thought going into, going into spring ball? Yeah. We probably didn't talk about it enough uh, to yeah. be honest. Um, like I, I mean, I, I, I wrote probably a million things about Sam Hartman before mm-hmm. he, he came. So, and I, I know I did write about how it was going to be an adjustment no matter what, like he was going to have to make that adjustment. And one of the things for what he has to show like NFL evaluators is that he can make that adjustment because yeah. the offense you run at Wake Forest is not anywhere close to what you're going to run in the NFL. And then, and Notre Dame's office is a lot closer to that. So Mm-hmm. That is something that he needs to do and he needs to be able to prove. And, but I think making that adjustment, the familiarity with the receivers, all that kind of stuff, you gotta remember like, so three of the guys uh, that are the most prominent receivers on the team, Lorenzo styles, Jaden Thomas, Deion Colsey, all those guys came in with Tyler Buckner. Mm-hmm. Like they came in, he's thrown to those guys a million times. Lorenzo styles. He like, through they i think they might have got offered on the same day like or whatever like it was around that same time they were at that camp it wasn't irish invasion it was another yeah, right, camp. Right, right and they you know had developed a relationship since then so that's how far those guys go back and sam hartman is kind of like just thrown in it right and and has to do it and there's gonna be an adjustment there there's there's definitely gonna be an adjustment there um i mean i think you throw that in with uh the fact that you know, all of a sudden, uh, I mean, we don't, we have, we have no idea. We haven't heard anything to the fact that like, oh man, like Notre Dame is just getting a pass rush on like every day. Right. Like they're just mm-hmm. in, in the quarterback's face all day. Well, they were on that day. Right. They were definitely pushing the pocket and making it uncomfortable. And Buckner had to move and Hartman had to move 
and there was all of that. But then I think even you can look at it based on um, seven on seven and all that too. And Matt, you know, tracked the numbers and stuff. And then just the overall numbers were not good for Hartman that day. And it kind of goes back to what you said, what I was saying about uh, Andrew Kristovic. You can't just really judge someone just on one bad day, especially yeah. someone who was like, you know, he was like a top four quarterback in the country on third down last year, right? He's like one of the best uh, guys in, in the country, uh, deep ball throwers in the country in terms of what his PFF grade and all that, right? So there's all those kind of things and you're like, okay, well, uh, you have that and then they didn't push the ball down the field that yeah. day either. So it's like, well, you, they probably weren't helping him that day with that too. But you have to be thrown into situations that make you uncomfortable, and you have to overcome it. Um, and kind of what it what it comes back to is, you've got to be able to. You have to hear that Buckner has like stacked up like he's stacked up so many days where he's the best quarterback, and that's before before any really kind of talk. And it's also the kind of thing why you have the one open practice you can't really go too far into it because we don't know if the next practice Hartman was lights out. Right. And, and everything, and Drew, you've been to so many of the interviews and stuff too, where they've talked about, Oh yeah, we're going to, we've opened up the offense. We're pushing the ball down the field more. And that, you know, is something that's because of Sam Hartman, right? Like that's one of, he's one of the main factors behind that. So um, it's a little bit of how much, can you take from that? Um, I think all you can really take from it is that Buckner isn't completely out of it. You know, anyone to think that like it's Hartman's job, it's definitely not all Hartman's job. Um, he has to earn it. He has to earn it. And we'll see if he does. And I mean, I think if we we're still predicting today, I don't even care just based on one day, you'd say, yeah, of course, Sam Hartman's going to be quarterback. Right. I just, I just, um, I'm kind of preempting this. Like this is a preemptive conversation, really. Um, just because yeah. I, I do feel like we 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 kind of have been discussing it as if it's a foregone conclusion, and it's a good <coughs> reminder that it's not right. And and um, and Chris Wawarka says, um, uh, let me see, here, here it is. Uh, spring and fall should be enough time, you would think, and and that's true. But the, the this is to Drew's point is that. Tyler Buckner is not sitting around waiting for Sam Hartman to figure it out. You know, he's going to keep competing and he's, he's got a head start. Right. And, and so that, that's kind of to, to, uh, to Drew's point is like, how long before it's like you, you start to say like, Hey, this is going to take Sam Hartman like a little bit. And if Tyler Buckner keeps ascending, now you should have a problem, right? Like now, now I don't want to say a problem, but now you have, a, like a real now it's a real thing, thing. Yeah. yeah yeah now it's a thing so that's the part where um i think it's it's kind of interesting um and it's an interesting discussion um and just uh we're, we have people in the chat talking about the birds first of all the 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 birds on the, on this situation are there they are for the, this it's on honor of the masters right i have my green isd hat on the masters is going on and so we're piping in bird sounds just like the masters does so i just thought um, it was like how mina kimes always has lenny that yeah on her, yeah yeah the on her podcast that her dogs <laughs> on there that's the it's birds are just a- part of they're, they're they're part of it <laughs> it's absolutely a bit so uh yeah, yeah that's what it's for um but so, okay so speaking of the receivers right and drew you 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 mentioned um you watch the receivers a ton 
on on Saturday. Um, I want to start here. I want to start here. Matt and and Jamie have kind of been, um, and myself, we, we, we kind of voiced a little bit of concern about Caleb Smith uh, Sr., the senior, talking about, um, you know, how he hasn't looked like a, a like a fifth-year senior guy, right? He just looks kind of like like moving around like a tight end, like not showing a lot of juice, right? Hasn't shown a ton of explosiveness and that sort of thing. Um, what did you think of him? on Saturday. What was your, what was your opinion of how uh, Caleb Smith was moving around? Um, yeah, he's almost like hard to notice. I mean, he was kind of, you know, coming in after some of the other second team guys, like he was mostly second and third team, but he wasn't even necessarily out there right away with Lorenzo styles and yeah. Chris Tyree and seven and seven and some of those guys. Um, and yeah, he just didn't seem to get open much. I mean, I know Jamie referenced like there's like kind of a back shoulder play and I, he ended up, I forget who they threw a flag on, but the refs kind of bailed him out and the, the, he didn't really come close to, to catching it. Um, There's another play where he did kind of just like a stop route and turned and the quarterback didn't throw it to him and he just kind of waved his hands like that. But other than that, like he didn't seem like that, that was like the most open he seemed to get. I know he had the red zone touchdown, which was just like a nice play, but I, it, he, against Nordames, you know, press coverage that they were, you know, doing a lot of, he definitely seemed to struggle to, to get open even when the ball wasn't coming his way. So, I mean, that's the the biggest thing that, that stood out to me from him. Um, and the fact that he was, you know, not really doing anything with the first team at all. Who, who, when you say the press coverage, who, who were the, the defenders in that situation? Um, at least one time it was Ryan Barnes. Um, and I know he'd be, you know, on the touchdown, it was against, um, uh, oh man. Um, Benjamin Morrison. 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 Yeah. Um, so, that's that's right. On the stop route, I can't remember who was covering him on that. He didn't. Right. The ball didn't. I think the quarterback kind of looked at him and it didn't even consider throwing it to him there. But see, that's that's where I'm concerned, Jamie. Is like you're struggling with when we talked about it on uh, the other day, like Ryan Barnes. You're just you're struggling with Ryan Barnes. So you made a play against Ben Morrison, and that's good, right? But if you're not getting open, it's just like that's tough. You know, you, you want yeah. you need you need to be getting open, especially like in one on ones and seven on sevens and stuff where it's geared towards the offense. You know, like that's where it really needs to, you need to be open and you need to be presenting yourself. I mean, the fact that Drew's saying like he's not, he's sometimes they're going out with a third team. I mean, they don't um, have that many guys. Right. Like, so, you, yeah, you're talking about early enrollees are getting run over him. So that's yeah. that's I, tough. Well, I, I think the other thing is, is that when you see when you talk about like him getting having struggled to separate and press, like he's a six year guy. So it's not like he's like coming in and you're like, Oh, well, you know, he's, I mean, he's barely played or whatever. It's like, no, he's played a lot of football. Right. So, um, and it, it also would be a bit different if we, you know, add like Matt had seen him earlier, obviously, and Drew, you probably had seen him too on in some of those early, just like when you just those five period days, and he just kind of doesn't he, he doesn't blow you away with his with his physicality, right? And just what he, he looks like there. Um, and I mean, there's no way that he's impressing too much if he's running with the the threes at any point, right? So um yeah, I I think I mean it's a red flag. It's a red flag, and uh, it's not to say that he can't overcome it. And, you know, I, I think you should put a lot of value on him making a play like that over Ben Morrison, because that means that 
even if he's not a starter, he might be a guy who makes a few plays for you during the year that are end up being really big plays. Right. And, and, and you'll take that. Uh, but you know, I, I, I think penciling him into the boundary, which is what kind of what everybody did, I think for the most part, I, I mean, I think fair enough, right? Like he was Virginia tech's leading receiver last year. He had averaged 18 uh, yards of catch in the ACC, uh, you know, made quite a number of plays, right. was really, really good contested catch wise. And he just hasn't been that guy yet, but you know, maybe that's the kind of thing where if he gets something going with Hartman, they really get that. Cause that's part of contest catches too, is developing that chemistry with those guys. I mean, it is, it is a different room, you know, I mean, it's not like Virginia tech's got a ton of good wide receivers. They right? have more raw talent on Notre Dame's room than yeah. Virginia tech. No doubt. So yeah. for him, it's like the way that I stand out at Notre Dame might be different than Virginia Tech, you know, and that might yeah. be in a, that's an adjustment for him too, right? Like that's something to consider. Um, yeah. And with like, you know, them doing a lot of like crossing and stuff, he's not somebody like Chris Tyree got open a ton. He didn't always catch the ball, but that's not going to suit him as well as suit Caleb Smith as well as it's going mm-hmm. to somebody like Chris Tyree. So it could have been, you know, just a tougher situation for what we saw for him to, to stand out. And, and look, it, it, there's also kind of like a, a, you know, good news, bad news to this, where it's like bad news, he's running 13. Good news is there's other guys stepping up, right? So there's Deion Colsey, who looks a lot better. Uh, Tobias Merriweather's making a jump. Jaden Thomas is obviously an ascending player. And, and there's been a lot of uh, good talk about Lorenzo Styles. Uh, Drew, I want to I focus in on Lorenzo Styles for a second here. Um, it seems like the, the, a lot of the focus has been on um, – the uh the the body language in the in his kind of the way that he's carrying himself at practice um what is was that for it was that kind of how you saw it too were, were there some plays made by him was it was he getting open that they just happened to not throw it like what, what what have you seen from lorenzo styles that would lead people to kind of have a positive view of him so far right now yeah i mean i think it is even noticeable just in the the earlier practices where we, where we only got to see the first five periods like he definitely just seems like more confident and, and more assured. And, and I think kind of just even leading a lot of like the drills and stuff, you know, they um, coach Stucky does some kind of interesting drills where he'll take like the speed hurdle and you have to hop on one foot back and forth. And and it doesn't seem like the the easiest, most natural thing to do. And I feel like Lorenzo Styles is, you know, maybe somebody out there helping demonstrate or going early and just like kind of running through those. And I feel like taking that leadership and, and kind of doing these kind of awkward drills is like kind of the first thing that kind of jumped out to people in addition to what, you know, coach Freeman said in his first press conference. So um, I think that's where it started. He didn't make a ton of plays in the the full open practice we saw. Um, and he was running more so with like the, the twos, but he, I mean, he did look more confident and smooth and, and, um, I know he had at least a drop, but again, he went after practice and was like working jug machine trying to get better. So it's not, it doesn't seem like it was like, oh, I'm going to dwell on this. It's, I'm going to take this and, and try and improve, you know? Yeah. Um, Chris Walker asked, who's the go-to wide receiver? I think this is where, um, I think this is where Jamie's Jaden Thomas wide receiver one kind of comment is, is accurate. I, Cause I, I see him as like, third and four, right? We're going to do something to get Jaden Thomas the ball, right? I, I, I kind of see him in that mold. I think he's more than that, right? I think that um, he can get vertical and that sort of thing. He can be a first and second down guy, not just a possession player, but 
I think I think that's where he his great utility is for this team. It's like he's the go-to guy. And the next receiver I want to talk about is Tobias, where it's like he might have the most impressive season out of everyone at wide receiver, um, but not necessarily the go-to. If if you kind of understand where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. it's like it's like uh, uh, Jaden Thomas is kind of like the steady security blanket guy, always going to be around. Whereas uh, Tobias is going to be that big play, you know, if he, if he caught between 40 and 50 catches, like he's approaching that 18, 19, 20 yards per reception, that sort of thing from that's what I see from Tobias there. And, and I could see uh, Jaden Thomas, you know, equaling that um, the catch total less yards, um, but maybe more touchdowns. Right. So that's kind of where um, I see it. Well, what's your view on that, Jamie? Uh, of, I mean, uh, I could easily see that. The, the, who the, the yeah, in terms that. of like where I I do think that's where there could be a, a difference because everybody thinks kind of wide receiver one, they think of the most stats, right? Like they yeah. think of um, really, but they, they think of like your numbers, your touchdowns, you know, big plays, whatever. And it's not to say that isn't part of it, but um, I mean, a big part of it is it's third and six. You got to get a first down. Right. Like really the wide receiver one for Notre Dame last year was Michael Mayer. Right. Like he was wide receiver one. And, and I think even the year before you could argue that wide receiver one was probably Mayer slash Kyron Williams. Right. Like those were guys that they would specifically try to get the ball to on third down to try to move chains. Right. So um, and I and I do think that even though I, I, I mean, he didn't have I mean, no one really did. But I don't think, uh, you know, Drew would agree with me that. Jane Thomas certainly didn't have a lights out practice. I think he would probably still be the favorite to be the guy that, um, you know, it's third and medium, third and long. They're going to probably try to get the ball to, to him. He's going to be a guy that they think can win a matchup because he can win a matchup in other ways. You put a bigger guy on him. I mean, I think he's quick. He's going to be quicker than most of them. You put a small guy on him. He can body that guy up. Right. And that's where he has that kind of advantage. Um, and until like, uh, someone like Merriweather or Colsey or whoever ends up being a guy that you can consistently feel like, hey, they can win in these situations. And then I would say he's almost by default. He's the kind of the guy right now. But I, I think it's also TBD. Like it could 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 very well change. And that's also something where maybe Jaden Thomas is the beginning of the year. But then if Tobias Merriweather is coming on, he's by the end of the year, he's the guy right? That's something that could happen. I mean, there's so many young guys that really, everybody's really unproven. Uh, you know, I know obviously Thomas had, contributed last year. There's just, oh, you know, he didn't prove himself as a, the guy though, right? No one has proven as the guy and that still needs to be shown by all of those guys. And, and I don't think we should discount Deion Colsey either. I mean, he, you know, he had his nine catches, nine first downs, right? I mean, uh, he, he was a big third down guy for Notre Dame last year. So, he, I mean, that's that's go-to receiver type production, right? Like when you're um, when you're doing that. Uh, Chris Waworka asks, uh, any quick juke guys? I mean, I think this is where, I mean, in terms of quick, like this is where Chris Tyree would come in. I, I, think, I think Lorenzo Styles after the catch is – yeah, for sure. He's, he's really the, by far I mean, the best guy after the catch. That's his greatest utility. I mean, he's very he runs strong. Uh I don't I don't know that I would describe him as quick juke, but he's he's tough to bring down, right? That's he was showed that he showed that in high school. He showed that at Notre Dame uh, as a freshman, especially when it's just like you can't bring him down. 
Um, even last year, like there were moments where it took multiple players to bring him down. So um, that's why I think that comes in. And, and for me, I, I think there's an open question about, you know, we talked a lot about where Chris Tyree fits in to this team. Um, it, to me, it, it's, I think that given the nature of the offense and what they have, I mean, if Hartman, you know, let's just, we're, we are going to assume for a second, even Tyler Buckner, like, I don't think, I think with, with the way that, that Estime slimmed down, I think Logan Diggs has slimmed down a little bit and you've got Tobias coming on and Jaden Thomas and that sort of thing. I don't think that you need to create plays with a, a player like Tyree. Like I think Tyree last year was so it's like, we need to get him the ball because someone needs to make a big play because if he doesn't, no one else is going to, because we don't have that in the offense. And I think whether it's Hartman or whether it's Buckner, I think that Notre Dame's going to be able to create big plays with their quarterbacks without having to rely on someone like Tyree, where it's like, give him the ball and have him make someone miss. And then he can go create an explosive. Like, I think that he, his explosives will come through the nature of the offense rather than give him the ball and have him make something happen. It's kind of like my view on him. And I don't think his, I don't, and I don't think his work is going to be like, I don't, his volume is going to be very high. Um, what, what do you think about that, Drew? What did you think of Chris um, Tyree? Be, I mean, I, I know beyond the catching issue. So you know, I mean, know he had trouble catching the ball. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's some ways you could come away from the, you know, practice encouraged to a degree. I mean, he got open a lot. There's a reason why he had a lot of drafts and that's because he consistently got open. I wouldn't say he's like a, you know, obviously he's, you know, still adjusting the wide receiver position. Yeah. So it's not like he's a, you know, um, like well-refined route runner at this point. And he, you know, still was open frequently. Um, you know, I do think with his size and some of those like crossing routes and stuff, if you miss him high, that, you know, is kind of a little dangerous. But, you know, if he catches some of those and he's running across the field and cuts up, like those could go for a big play. So I do think as he's adjusting to this position, if he can come become more sure-handed and, you know, continue to progress as a route runner, I do think there's a chance for him to work within the offense and, and kind of create some of those big plays just by, by catching and run, you know, catching it off the crossing yeah. out and going or something like that. Um, I don't, I'd be more curious, even in, you know, drills on air, he hasn't looked great, you know, catching things over the shoulder and things like that he's not perfect in that area, but I would, if he can improve on what we saw, you know, a lot of the drops we saw on last Saturday, I think that could be a huge asset and no one really provides that kind of speed for that position. So, I mean, it is, it is better. He does need to get open before he becomes a great pass catcher. Right. I mean that, that in the progression of his kind of transition there, he does. The, the problem is, is that is there enough time? for him to like, this is the type of thing that, Oh yeah. Yeah. I, there is. You think, I think so. Tell yeah. me, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Well, I, I mean, the thing is this, the one thing, especially with like catching the ball and all that kind of stuff is like, I mean, Craig, you know, like how, in the summers, I mean, you're doing seven on seven all the time. Yeah. All the time you're working stuff. You're like throwing with quarterbacks all the time. So, I mean, either he'll he'll have it or he won't like it it'll happen or it won't happen but it won't be from lack of uh chances to try to get better like he can oh have sure. time to, to to develop that and um i mean it's always kind of a process um and look like 
Lorenzo Styles wasn't someone you were like, oh man, he really had a hard time struggling catching football before, and then last year couldn't catch anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Chase, like literally, like the best hands in college football, and then couldn't catch anything his, when he started at in Cincinnati. And then, oh yeah, he went back to the, having like some of the best hands in, in the NFL. So, I mean, it can happen, and guys can run hot and cold or whatever. And also, too, like by the end of spring, like everyone will shut up about it. If Chris Tyree in the spring game, you know, catches the ball really well and makes a couple, couple of catches too, right? That's just that's just how it goes. Um, I, I do want to kind of like the one thing though is that we what we kind of didn't see is on those kind of third downs kind of situations too. We didn't see, and it's early, right? You, you know, and they're not going to reveal like too much to us right now, yeah. but. <clears throat> One thing Reese did really well was he schemed to open quite a bit, especially on like third and five. It's like, yeah, he could maybe get at us a play where they'd isolate and maybe kind of force it into uh, uh, a Michael Mayer because you knew they knew he could win, right? So mm-hmm. he would obviously he had more targets on third down, but think of how many times during the season where he had like plays where it was like, this is a play, like uh, I, I believe is in the bowl game, right? Where Tyree motioning out of the backfield, running into the running into the flat, right? They knew it was man coverage. He's got the yeah. corner and the thing that it was like an automatic pick route. He catches right. like that kind of stuff, right? And we haven't seen that. And that really is going to kind of be the key, especially if you don't have early, if you don't have a third down guy you can rely on. Yeah. Right. And it's that's just good offense, too. Yeah. I mean, just utilizing. I mean, that's the perfect example of like utilizing your uh your your skill players. What were you gonna say, Drew? Oh, and my hope with with Tyree, I mean, if I were his coach and you you don't, you know, you have so much depth depth at, at running back specifically, you know, it, it, and you see that he can at least get open, it, it seems worth investing that time, like Jamie said, over the summer to, to see if you can make this work. You can know what you can do at running back. You could, it's not going to be that much of a transition to move him back there if, if this isn't going to work. But th- there's there's no reason not to give him time and give him a real uh, chance to progress and, and show we can do this too. Yeah. I mean, I, you guys were there, so I'll seed to your, um, you're having been there. Like for me, I think watching someone, I can, I feel like I can tell like this person can pick it up or this person can't, I haven't, I'm not there, so I, I'm not going to speak on it. Right. Whether he can or not. My, my thing is, is that it's, it's a little, I keep using the word concerning. I feel like there's a different one we could use, but it just, it gives me pause that he, like you are, he's been in college for three years now. This is his fourth year. Oh, he's going into his fourth year. And if he has trouble catching the ball now, but he's like, never had cat, trouble catching the mm-hmm. ball in it's. So it's not like as when he's played or, or, you know, he had one drop last year. Like right. he's not, no, for he sure. hasn't had, he, he hasn't had problems. So, if it was something where I was like, man, this guy's always dropping the ball. Like Kyron Williams dropped the ball more than him during during his time. And I don't think people would say that Kyron had bad hands or anything like that. I'd say he's a pretty good receiver, right? So I, I don't think it's anything like, like that. I, I don't think I, – I think that is a total classic case of just – you got to just let it play out. And like, I mean, Dale McCall, whatever, he – talked about it today and said you know why they kind of made the move and why he talked to chris about making the move and you know obviously the main thing is like nfl like if he's going to be a guy in the nfl he has yes he, he, he has, has to have to. that yeah. kind of versatility or else because he's not going to be a guy who lines up in the backfield all the time like that just can't be what he's 
going to do at, at the next level. So he's got to bring more value than that. Um, you know, and he was kind of praising his hands and, 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 and that thing too. So, I mean, and that could be just coach speak or whatever, and he's just hyping him up or whatever. But I, I mean, I, I don't think he really has had that much of a problem doing it. So I don't want to also throw it just that's the day. And it's like, man, he really struggled catching the ball. Like that. Yeah. Like, well, I, I mean, a lot of them but, did too, in fairness. Yeah. Yeah. And he, it's not like he had every throw was on the money. Some of these were high, some of them were a little yeah. high. And, you know, like the, you know, the person who dropped a perfect ball, like, uh, Jaden Thomas had a shallow crosser that was right in his hands and he just like thought about running before he caught it. Like, yeah. you know, everyone was dropping in this scenario, but he, yeah, it's not, he was doing things we hadn't really seen him do before. And, and it's not like everything was right there. So. Drew of the early enrollees who popped for you the most. Uh, I would, I would say Braylon James. I mean, he definitely got a lot of reps with the twos. He was out there. His speed is is like obvious and apparent, and obviously his good size too. So he really jumped out at me. Um, just how many times I saw him out there with guys like Lorenzo Siles and and Chris Tyree and stuff. Um, and he's you know he's somebody like Hartman targeted in the passing game too. You know, and he um, yeah he jumped out and and I'm kind of curious. I, I mean, there's a lot of talk about. Um, you know, as a route runner, you can tell he's not as refined. He's, you know, faster. But I'm kind of curious if maybe he's picked up the, the playbook aspect a little bit more. There's mm. one time uh, near the end of practice, it kind of seemed like as they're going out to the left, like Jaden Greathouse bumped into him and he kind of adjusted him and told him where to line up. I know Rico Flores at one point um, kind of had to call timeout because he wasn't sure where he needed to be lined up. And I, and I wonder if maybe he's getting more of those like reps with the twos is because even if he's not great at this one aspect, he's picking up this, you know, the playbook better and, and his athleticism is enough to overcome, come that aspect. That's not me, you know, any like inside information, but that's just kind of what I was curious about because he didn't seem as kind of lost at times as the other two were. That's interesting insight in terms of the, I hadn't thought of the, uh, I hadn't thought of the playbook aspect um, with him. And, and not that I didn't think there was anything with him, uh, but it, it is a, it would be a differentiator for these guys, right? Because I feel like they're all pretty close. I mean, they're they're all kind of there. I mean, I think that it is true that Flores and Greathouse are probably a little bit more advanced from a route running standpoint. But I think the playbook trumps all, right? If you know it, and you and he can get out there and run, and I think they're all. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I think they're all physically there in terms of. You don't oh, yeah. have to worry about those guys from a physical standpoint. Like if they can get it, you can trust them. They'll put them out there. Like, w- would you agree with that, Drew? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the only one Great House had one kind of you know freshman mistake where he caught a caught the pass and then crossed it out and didn't protect it right away. And, and Ryan Barnes came up and stripped it and forced mm. a fumble. So um, that was the only thing that really stood out. That was like, oh, I don't know about. Like that, that's something that would need to be cleaned up, but I guess anybody can make that mistake in the game too. But I would say physically they all look great. I mean, Flores looks great running routes. Like he stands out in, in most things he does too. So yeah, I think they're all, I wouldn't be surprised if any of them contributed early next fall. Where did uh, Braylon James line up? Was um, he to the field? Was he to he the was mostly to the field from what I remember. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so in my opinion, and I, and I wonder where you feel about this, Jamie is I feel like it's it's Colsey. I feel like it's Colsey Smith boundary. I think inside you have you have Jaden Thomas. Um like that's gonna be his spot. 
I think you'll have um, Tobias uh, to the field. And so then, like, Lorenzo Styles, will he be field slot? Like, do you feel – where do you feel like Lorenzo Styles' best spot is, Jamie? That's, maybe that's a better way to put it. Um, I think either of those uh, – either of those spots would be pretty good for him. I think it just kind of depends what you want to do. Um, and, and kind of like – I kind of think like almost like when Lorenzo Styles – in the, first of all, Lorenzo Styles is a good blocker. Too. yes so that's yeah. that's another thing that's a, uh, that that would that would lend itself to the slot yeah. especially um so i think when you look at that and you have uh and thomas is obviously a good blocker i mean you can also hand the ball to to, to lorenzo styles and that's like you know a lot of like that's a slot thing that's uh chris tyree obviously is a slot jane greathouse was getting some work in the slot too right so like it um and and flores i think is I mean, he's he can play outside or whatever, obviously, but I think ultimately, I think I envision him as a slot guy. Um, so uh, there's a lot of they have a lot of guys who can play the slot. So I think when you look at it from that perspective, it's probably better if if you you kind of got to know both of those, right? But it, he's he wants to be there um, with Tobias at the field. I think that's going to be important um, with it. But allow me a little mini rant here. On the early enrollees, nothing, nothing bad against them. I think this is this is great that they go. Uh, if you guys have probably noticed that the early enrollees, so Jaden Greathouse and um, and Rico Flores, they've shared like they made some good, really nice catches, right? They shared like Rico Flores, oh, like on really, IG and stuff. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. Which is awesome, right? Which is awesome. Like that's great that they should they show that because. I mean, we're not getting a chance to see it. So we see that they're making plays. That's obviously a positive. And if, uh, you know, that's not something that is in, they only basically, other than those mic'd up videos, where, by the way, didn't really see a lot from Ramon Henderson in that practice because they didn't really test him. Saw a lot from him in that uh, uh, Chris O'Leary video, right? Yeah. Had, had a nice pick, uh, had a nice stick at the goal line. Like, mm-hmm. uh, great job from him. Uh, but so that's the kind of stuff that, it, or, I mean, there was an IG before, so you never saw, but you, you didn't see that before, you, you know, and you see that now. And obviously, receivers they're gonna they like to to show off a little bit. Let's you know, let's be honest, they're uh, they they like the love, they like it's the love, easier right? for them to have things to show off with. That's true, that true, that is that is definitely true as well. But it's like, so great house and and um, you know, Flora sharing that stuff. And it's awesome. Please continue to share that. I hope I hope they do. But it's like almost like a little misleading because you could easily just say like, oh, man, look at these guys are tearing it up. And like you look what Drew said about like, well, but it was James running with the twos. He's just not putting it on social media. Right. Like so we, we don't really know all that stuff. It's it's so hard to judge in which is like Ben Minich. Didn't hear a peep bottom the whole time until like DJ Brown tells Matt Freeman, yeah, he's had three picks during a thing. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, right. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, Greg starts uh, holding his chest because he's thinking of Kyle Hamilton, right? So, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just that kind of thing too. Like, you never saw it before. And it's like, 
it's good to have it. And I'm, I'm glad, like, please continue. Like, I want to see more of that kind of stuff. I hope we see it from all of these players, but you know, you know, you're not going to get it from a lot of guys because guys, most guys uh, aren't going to be doing it, but like, or they, or they're not sharing it maybe. Right. They probably get clips. They just don't share it or whatever. Um, but it's just interesting to me because it's like, if you see that you, you could easily get an argument for people just saying like great house. Like, look at that. This guy should be starting or something like that's how, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how it starts. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that these guys do it. And in the reality, you know, you see the thing where he wasn't protecting the football. Like Drew said, he, he bumped into the guy. He actually got uh, something. I probably, I don't think I mentioned in my practice report, but it is right? chance. Tucker had a really like nice hit on Jane Greathouse and kind of like not knocked him out, but like knocked him out of, out of the play for the next play. Whatever. Yeah. Right. Like he was slow to get up from it. It was a pretty significant hit. Um, but I mean, you're not putting that on an IG, you know, right. So that like <laughs> yeah. that kind of stuff. Maybe so. Chance Stucker will. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, CFB Hertz is asking, what are the differences between, um, here we go, field and slot in terms of what kinds of routes they run, physical traits you look for, et cetera. What do you think, Jamie? I mean, you you can have different body types there. I mean, look at the all the guys we mentioned that could play in the slot. Like, there's a big difference between Jaden Thomas and Chris Tyree, right? So it just depends kind of what you're looking for out of that uh, position. I think in general, though, you want a guy in the slot who can under understands coverages really, really, you know, great football intelligence, understands coverages understands where to like sit in against certain zones and stuff where to where to like cut off routes option routes is a it's a very big thing for uh the slot that's one of the things why michael Mayer just like feasted when he was just a tremendous slot receiver probably the best slot receiver really notre dame has had in quite some time because he was a guy who was fantastic at, at option routes so understanding coverages leverages uh leverage leverage of of, of how you're being covered um, short area quickness, right? Being able to win contested, which everybody thinks is high pointing, but it's not always. A lot of times it's like tight, like you're over the middle. You've got to catch the ball in traffic, right? So that's, I think, with the slot. And I mean, size and it, it can differ, right? Like we're, me and Greg are big uh, proponents of the big slot, but, you know, you can be a small guy and just, thrive there too as like yeah. there's plenty of west welkers oh not too many west welkers but those types out there right um and then i think it's the field you can look at it as totally different too like tobias merriweather and and like say will fuller will fuller was a field receiver right right the, they're obviously different i mean what they have in common is both guys can fly right they're both really really fast i think you want you know typically um a fast guy there you want speed on the outside um you're not getting press as much you're getting a a lot more off coverage there so you want to be able the guy who's got a little bit of shake can can make a guy miss rather than maybe win uh in tight because you're not going to get as many um you know it's why you'll why you see like will fuller uh the post a post route was such a huge thing for him um, and it's not like he didn't catch fades, but it wasn't like they were throwing jump balls to him all the time. Right. Um, so it was, it was 
I, I think you look for you look for different things based on it, but you just know too, and and you kind of base your offense based around the types that you have for that those spots. Right. Um, so just to kind of build on the the slot point in terms of you know intelligence and being able to read coverages and that sort of thing, it's not just reading coverages versus the the route that you want to run or the option route that you're running. It's also the coverage versus the route that's also complementary to me, whether it's a back or whether it's the outside receiver. So like I have an option route. This is the coverage here. I might run a route that opens up the route for the outside guy, you know, because I'll take a linebacker with me and that sort of thing. Like that's the kind of intelligence that you want in terms of just understanding the offense and the coverage versus the play that you guys are running. Um, the other part too, is we've kind of mentioned like the size, and, and not just size, but toughness. So, like, Lorenzo Styles isn't the biggest guy, but he's very tough. He's a very tough player. He's very willing to stick his nose in there and be a blocker against linebackers or safeties or whoever. And in Notre Dame's offense, like, that's very important, right? Like, it's less so with Wake Forest because they're not really doing that, right? They're in 10 all the time. So, for that, you do want a smaller guy. And I think they did have a smaller guy who understood coverages more than anything. But the other part, too, is, like, Notre Dame runs a lot of jets. You're going to run that out of the slot. Right. Um, you don't have to, but you can. Right. It's a lot easier to do. Um, and so you want to be able to run with the ball in your hands. Uh, so that's where Chris Tyree has utility there. That's where Lorenzo Styles has utility there. And to Jamie's point with the field, like Chris, like Will Fuller, you want to be really fast because we're running the post route. Right. If you don't have the juice to get over the top and get to the middle of the field, it, the, the route takes too long to run. You can't run it because you, you don't have that much time. Right. Even if you have a good offensive line, you've got to sit there and hold it and hold it, hold it for you to clear the safety if you even can. That's why you want someone who's fast. Like, so Tobias Merriweather, he's our fastest guy, right? Braylon James, the fastest of the guys. That's why he's playing to the field, right? You want someone who can really run um, and get over the top of the defense like that because the other part is you're further away and um, teams don't really roll coverages to the field because most teams don't have quarterbacks that can actually utilize the field. Me, that, that wide that. side out. It's the toughest right. throw in college football because a lot of college football quarterbacks can't throw it, right? Without so floating, it, without floating. Right, 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 right. So that's kind of why you want the the bigger, faster guy. Yeah, and um, just one there. more thing on it too is that, you know, ideally too, you're just playing the best guys, yeah, and then, and really. Some guy might be a slot, but he might not always line up in the slot, right? Or a field guy might not always line up in the field. And sometimes, too, the best thing is to put, like, your two best receivers together and put them on the same side. And then you force someone to choose or, you know, uh, someone runs vertical and then you force, you know, a safety to choose, right? Like, that's kind of what it's about. And, like, even when um, – so in 2018 when Miles Boykin was, um, you know, the boundary – right the, the boundary what Notre Dame called the W right uh he was he was the boundary well Chase Claypool was really a boundary but he started in the field because he was the next best guy they weren't going to play anybody else right like and uh EQ St. Brown was originally like his his freshman year he was a backup at X at, at the field uh to Will Fuller and then he moved to the boundary next year right so it's like different guys can do different things and you're trying to find, you're trying to get the best players in the field is the main thing. Right. And so um, 
and then Ron Gutecki's bringing up the Holden stays um, might be two tight ends, right? So that you bring yeah. in an extra tight end, that sort of thing. Um, so that can kind of switch things up. Um, I want to talk about, and I, and I, I'm going to apologize to Drew because I did not bring this up to you beforehand, but um, I, I'm, I'm curious what everyone thinks about Javon Payne. He's talking about returning punts. He's, he's a punt returner option there. He had a 50 yard run in the scrimmage. I saw him run a route uh, just in the, in the little short clips that Matt put out there. I thought it looked really good. I mean, he his feet, the way he ran the route, it looked like Kyron Williams to me, um, which is just – that was my impression. I saw him do it, and I was like, hey, it looks like Kyron. Um, what do you guys think of him? I'll, I'll, I'll start with Drew because you were watching the offense, but um, we could, Jamie can chime in as well. Drew, what did you what did you think of Javon Payne? Is he, is he a player? Yeah, I mean, he definitely seems like he could be. You mentioned that big run. They had him, you know, out wide quite a bit. Um, yeah. You know, so they didn't run the ball a ton, so it was hard to really get a good look at him from that perspective. And also from the standpoint that, you know, with Logan Diggs out, he was kind of the, the second stringer, you know, going with the ones and twos. Other than that, it was a lot of walk-ons. So it, it, he didn't get a lot of work running the ball, and he was by default the, the second string running back on the day. But, um, I mean, he definitely looks like he's in better shape. I know he, you know, dealt with a lot of entries in the back half of his high school career. It looks like yeah. he's kind of – seems to be back to the player he was, you know, before he kind of had to deal with those. And it's definitely really intriguing um, what they can do with how, you know, that running back room should just be loaded, which kind of adds to why it makes sense to to move Chris Tyree to wide receiver for now, because they have so many other good potential options there. What did you think, Jamie? I mean, I would just, you know, agree with what, what Drew said. I thought he looked quick. Um, obviously that run stands out. I don't yeah. know. I'm always like a big two, like, you know, if you make a play like that in practice, um, it gives coaches confidence that you can maybe do it in a game. Uh, and, and also to like, cause you just don't see that many type of like 50 yard runs of practice. Obviously that was the only, that was really the only big play of the day, really uh, explosive play of the, the day for the offense when they went 11 on 11. So, um, yeah, of course it stood out, right? And I do think pass pro wise, uh, he's got some work to do, right? Yeah, like makes sense. Makes sense. Makes makes total sense. Um, I would say that you know, like in, in Drew and I were talking during the practice. It's funny. It's like we got to see a ton of Jerron Payne today. He might be the fifth string running back, right? Like he might be, right? Like that just might be how it is with him um, because they've got so much depth there um in saying that i mean you know how injuries can just happen so quickly at, at a running back and i think if you said um you know well it's gonna be digs and a stemmy and then i think jadarian price everybody's kind of like added him in as like the next guy if he's healthy because he just is, looks so impressive and everybody's so uh so excited excited about him before uh he got hurt um, and that makes total sense, but, um, what if Jeremiah love just comes on and you're like, Oh my gosh, like we just had, don't have too many guys who are like, you know, six, one that can run sub four, four. And yeah. he just breaks off a bunch in practice. Right. Like, like I go back to that 2015 preseason, like no one was hyping up Josh Adams. And then he broke off like a 70 yard run on a draw play. And where he outran the entire secondary, including Max Redfield. And then all of a sudden you're like, I guess Josh Adams can play. Like, I, I guess he might, I guess that knee injury is, is, is a thing of the past. Right. So 
it can just happen just like that. Right. So I, I definitely think Payne, I, he is a kind of an intriguing guy to me as a punt returner. And I do like, I, I don't know if you read what his quotes were saying, talking about yeah. him kind of like going forward I and did, being yeah. a guy break tackles. And I'm all about that too, in, in that sense too, because there's just so few guys that are really, you're just not going to get that many lanes as as a punt. And especially if they're going to be aggressive like they were last year in terms of punt block, you're not going to have right like good blocking most of the time. So it's up to you to break tackles and like getting like eight yards or something is a, is a big win, right? So um, I do kind of like that that mentality there. And, uh, I mean, that, I mean, that definitely intrigued me. I love that. He, he kind of said what he said there. Yeah. I mean, like Brandon Joseph last year was not a good punt returner per se, but he was, he was really good at like, if there was room, like he would get 10 yards. Yeah. And that makes a big difference, right? Like that's yeah. why, like you see Notre Dame when they lead the nation in like, uh, fill, fill the, uh, feel the what's that that was crazy um uh they lead the in uh the starting field position you know that, that that's why you do that because you get a guy who it's like you don't let it drop you catch it and you go for 10 yards and, and maybe you're never getting more than that but that's like an extra first down and that you know you start instead of starting at the 30 you start at the 40 you know and, and on and on right so that sort of thing has utility um and I don't know, like, right, like he's returning punts. Is he going to be the punt returner? You know, that obviously time will tell on that. Um, uh, Brandon Joseph, by the way, 11th in punt return average last year in the country. Yeah. yeah. In like the he, country. Just, he was good at that. He was good yeah. at just going forward. He for averaged like 9.94 yards uh, per punt return, which, I mean, is pretty good considering that they never were never setting up returns. Yeah, and, yeah, and he didn't, and he, and he never had one that was like, oh, that one return really bumped his average. Like, I don't even think like- I would. I was gonna say I'd argue, but I don't even think it's an argument. That's by far the best thing he did at Notre Dame was punt returning. <laughs> even when he, he was, started, he was, he was, good. He was he very good. Yeah, he was. He's, he's not a very fat. Good at it. He's only a four six guy too. So yeah, he's not, not a fast case. guy. He just <laughs> was could read it and just could hit it up quick and get what he got. Very confident catching it. I mean, yeah. look, I never thought he was going to drop one. He he did have yeah. the uh, – he had the swagger back there. So there's something to be said for that. Um, now, Jabrian Payne, man, look, if you, you got to break the big one because here's the thing. If you can't, then what do what are we hoping for kind of thing, right? Like if there's space, you got to hit it, and you got to hit it big, and you got to go, right? And so to me, it's like, look, I, I understand. Like I, I saw a bunch of freshmen out there. But whatever, they're scholarship players, you know. Yeah. You have to be in a situation where if we put you out there and there's a big hole, you have to gash them and you have to hurt them. And he did. So credit, credit to uh credit to him. And um, you know, look, I I you never know what's gonna happen. Dion McIntosh, right, is a perfect example. 2017, like Josh Adams gets hurt, right? Uh Dexter Williams gets hurt, right? Like you don't have a ton of guys back there. What's Deion McIntosh doing in the game against Michigan State or against uh, NC State, right? Oh, there he goes, ripping off big runs, right? So, like – Sebo Flemister. Sebo Flemister. There you go. Like, you just never know. And so, you just want to have that guy who can – who has utility back there. Um, so, I think that's uh, I think that's important. Um, any, any any parting shots from you, Drew, on the uh, on the offense of what you saw? Um, 
I mean, I think the biggest thing is just the, the you know, the two tackles, like they're going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. I'm kind of curious if, if Blake Fisher stays at, you know, that kind of slimmed down 310 or if they're going to, you know, put some weight back on as we get closer to the, the fall. But he, I mean, they're, they're both, you know, fun to watch. So, Jamie, I, Notre Dame, this is the, this is the ultimate NIL situation, okay? Make it so that Blake Fisher says, you know what? Notre Dame's taking care of me NIL-wise. I'm going to stay after Joel leaves and be a, a left tackle and get drafted in the first round. That that I, that needs to be like their focus, like not like non football team focus for like the next year, because I, I think that's the I think that's the way to go with it. I think that is super important. That's a good yeah. point. Um, I also think that Michael Mayer and Isaiah Foskey, and I know Mayer was going to have to come back anyways, uh, but like so Foskey and Patterson, whatever those guys, I heard they got taken care of pretty good. Like, Take I, care I of think them. they, yeah, I, I think they did. Okay. Maybe they weren't, you know, maybe they weren't doing dub men plus like, uh, like our guy, Sam Harvin, like, wow, that was pretty nice to see. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Good for him, is, man. Is, yeah, Good for him. He's, he's not getting that awake for us. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> he's definitely not getting that already. Cut the check. He's, he's, you know, Proctor Gamble, whoever it is who, who makes dove men plus. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, sorry. I was also just smirking there because I just was looking at the list of the names of punt returners and, uh, you know, Kool-Aid, Xavion, Smoke, Natron, just a lot <laughs> of great names there. I mean, Kool-Aid McKinstry, I think who people know who was like a five-star guy, but just, I mean, you got that. So, Jabron, I think it fits. It's Let's it's, go, Jabron. And the way, the way with the apostrophe with the – yes, Jabron, I think. It's got to make him the punt return front runner Notre Dame could have a, a, a nitro tuggle in their class in 2020. In <laughs> yeah, you gotta love that. You, you gotta go for it. You yeah. gotta just for the name itself. All right. We're going to end it there. Thank you so much, uh, Drew, for coming on the show and providing the insight. Lot learned lots of good stuff. Um, you're the man. We're going to have to have you on again. Uh, maybe after spring goes and we'll all watch the spring game. We'll all talk about what we saw. Um, so thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, we are going to be back uh, next week. We're, we're going to have to, Jamie, you and I are going to have to commiserate because um, next week is spring break for my family. And so everyone's going to be home. So we're going to have to figure out our schedule, but um, so we'll talk about that and we'll, there'll be updates to go. Uh, everyone have a good weekend. Uh, hit the like, hit subscribe button, hit the notification bell. Links to the podcast are below in the description. Um, so you can listen to us on the podcast. So if you haven't subscribed there, please do so. Leave a rating, leave a review. Forty reviews, Jamie. All five stars. We're all. We're. we're it's all. Uh, it's all going well. That's what we love on, to see. That's on Apple Pods. So, thank you, everyone. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Masters, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>